Hi guys, it's Danielle Schneider. We're coming to you this week with a classic bitch sesh episode featuring one Joel Kim Booster, who is one of the funniest guys in the entire planet. Plus, he does a take on last season of The Ultimate Girls Trip, which just kills me. And so we just wanted to bring it to the forefront today because it's such a funny episode. And now that we're in the middle of the new Girls Trip, which I promise you I will discuss at length on next week's all new episode, but um, he does a deep dive on it, which is just so, so funny. Such a great episode. I hope you guys enjoy some of you for the first time and some of you again. Um, Also, we will be back next week. I have some great guests planned. I don't want to tip it too soon, but this is, it's going to be a good one next week. Also, don't forget to get your tickets for I'd Hit That, the Deep Dive Bitch Sesh Mother's Day Weekend Pickleball Tournament. We did it once um, with Casey and I and Jess St. Clair and June Diane Raphael, and it was such a blast the last time, and you guys had such a fun time, and so did we, that we just had to do it again. It's going to be Mother's Day Weekend, Saturday, May 13th, in Toluca Lake, California, which is Los Angeles, let's be honest. But it was such a fun time. Get your tickets. You can go to janeclub.com to get them. You can also go on my Instagram or Casey's Instagram, June's Instagram, Just St. Clair's Instagram. There's going to be so many people there. We love seeing you guys. We love meeting you guys, drinking with you guys, more drinking with you guys, more drinking a little pickleball too, if you so choose. It's going to be a really fun day. Can't wait to see you guys out there. Um, get your tickets and we will see you next week on an all new bitch sesh. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Casey. Welcome back. Or I should say welcome back myself. I've been in the the wilds of Florida. You really were dropped into the belly of the beast. We missed you around here. Thank you. And I thankfully missed COVID being in Florida. You know, like in Florida when you're, you know, I know I've already had it, but you can get it again, obviously. And I just felt like I was in a video game of dodging COVID left and right, you know? Look, I've had to fold and integrate COVID into my life now. And I'm, (laughs) my number's up and I've more than accepted it. But maybe you've had it. That's all I can think. I think you had it in the beginning. Yeah, but it's like, that was two plus years ago at this point. I know June <laughs> Diane's getting it every week. You know, never not has it with you. Never not. <laughs> Having it. And you've always just missed her by like a day. You're always oh, like... every time June has had it, and it, it is two times, but it feels like a hundred. I yes. Yeah, we have just hung out indoors for like 45 minutes. And then she's like, yes. sorry. <laughs> she actually doesn't even say sorry. She's just like, I have COVID again. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Here we go. And yeah. you're having to like, like be in hotels and stuff. Like it's craziness. I just want to say, you know, we missed you so much in the episode. And just one little note, you know, June and I obviously talked about Till Swan and the Kardashians. And yes, of course. And I'm getting lots of great feedback. I'm so glad. Jessica St. Clair and I were working together yesterday and she can only be described as screamed at me. Why? The, the treatment that I gave her at the top of the episode when, when June and I claimed she didn't know enough about the Kardashians to do that episode. She said, how dare you? I do know about them. And I said, as a joke, you probably, you'll get this, Danielle, having not even yes. watched. I said, as a joke. Yes. I bet you don't. I mean, this is like a bad joke even. I go, I bet yeah. you don't even know who Corey is. She goes, yeah, I do. That's their gay friend. 
<gasps> to which I How said, dare. How? She doesn't know enough. I know that that is, you know, Chris's uh, Chris's boyfriend. Lover. And then she goes, was that who Chris cheated on Robert with? I said, no! I-, I am so upset right now. And I said, this is not a safe space with you. you. If you don't know Corey, and then June wrote, if you don't know Corey, you don't know Chris, and then you don't know the rest of them, and then you don't know us. <laughs> How dare... Well, you know, Jess, she thinks she knows about everything, but she's seen nothing. She'll tell you about every movie and she's seen none of them. No, she's she's on me for wearing cover-ups as dresses and she's like, let's see what's under that thing. Let's make sure we're tight and right. I mean, she's really <sighs> on, a, on a tear these days. She's on a tear. On a Anyway, tear. don't know who Corey is. Uh, to sit... And then to yell at you. To have the gall, the utter unmitigated gall to not know who Corey is. <laughs> is she at least watching Teal Swan? And then she goes, sorry, I have a life. What? You have no time. She goes, sorry, I don't have just a million hours to sit around and watch your programs like you and June do. I go, yeah, I'm proud of that, that I've made time for this and a priority. (laughs) By the way, everyone listening to this should be insulted because we're all busy. We all have busy lives. But we make the time for what is made to to make time for. You know what I mean? You make the time for the important things. In fact... I sent my child from my room yesterday. Sent her. Banished her. Because I said, it's mommy's housewife's time. I got to watch this. She says, but I want to watch it. And I said, this is not good for you. Mm. <laughs> so I made her turn away. Absolutely not. I, yeah, wonderful. She's got to know her place and she needs to leave. So we had a date this weekend. You and I really did. Now I'll admit, what I invited you to for me was like the the hot ticket of a lifetime. But you know I love more magazine. I've always identified with 50-year-old women when I was 13. So this was a hot ticket for me. And it was for me too, because I love being the youngest gal in a room. You know what I mean? Just mm. like the toddler amongst adults. That's how I felt. Right. And it's getting harder and harder to find those groups. Yeah, you really... We're having to go to like nursing homes to really do that. But, but we sunk in with our gorgeous, uh, gorgeous silver-haired elders. Um, mm-hmm. many also in caftanery, as I was, and a lot of jangly jewelry and fedoras and hats. A lot of jewelry that could be described as pieces. <laughs> you know, art. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's just so appropriate for what we saw. I'm crying. They were, there was a lot of pieces on A lot display. of pieces. Yeah, on display, on display. I know, when I tell you again, you're sitting there going, oh, Casey and Danielle are making fun of, no, we're not. No, we're saying this is how we feel our best. We are counting ourselves among. But it definitely was a, a group and a type at a little concert, a hot ticket. Now, was it Harry Styles? No. No. And I will say, not a lot of hair dye in the crowd. A lot of people just letting <laughs> it go. <laughs> it was a hot little concert from a singer-songwriter that I have loved my whole life, and that's Mary Chapin Carpenter. And I'm going to give everybody a little... T- if you are saying to yourself, as many of you are saying, who is... Who? Come again? <laughs> you know what? A lot of people are going, yes. Yes, Casey. Yes. I know I know you're out there nodding your heads. Passionate kisses. He thinks Passionate he'll keep her. Passionate kisses. Whoa, whoa. Passionate kisses. He thinks he'll keep her. That's a feminist anthem. He thinks he'll keep her. Now she's in the typing pool at minimum wage. Everybody listen to that song. And if you want to cry in your car. And also, shut up and kiss me. <laughs> I don't like the impression that you're doing. 
<laughs> it's not an impression. It's an it's an honoring of. I went back and watched her video uh, because I was like, I remember watching this video as a kid. Like, I want to sink down. She looked gorgeous in it. She's gorgeous. gorgeous. And you know what? Yeah, she, it was such a, it was a nice time. We had a great time. We had some until. stumbles and that's nothing to do with MCC, who's also related no. to Harry Chapin, another singer-songwriter I'm obsessed with. So I, it, look, these are, this is where I belong. Like, this is who you're listening to, everyone. Someone who really just enjoys a folksy singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. was in a flowy dress with my Burks. I knew I didn't have to put a heel on. No, you certainly didn't. <laughs> I was overdressed, I'm going to say. I was overdressed. Overdressed in a dirty skirt of mine that was like dragging on the floor because I would normally be in a heel. People were looking at me like, what are you going to a black tie event? Because I had on just a regular form-fitting skirt. (laughs) Yeah, I did feel you looked pretty. I was like, oh, Danielle really dressed up and you had sneakers on. And I was like, oh, she didn't really realize what this event was. She's not even showing her her crinkly toes. (laughs) What are we doing here? Okay. Now, the fans were lovely. Now... Lovely. First, lovely. first, we go to dinner and chatting, lovely time. Uh, uh, two star sightings, if I will. One yes. you're not as familiar with because you don't watch Million Dollar Listing, but I thought mm-hmm. it was a big star sighting, which was first, it was just Josh, Josh Altman's wife out with the gals. I just gave him mm-hmm. a breeze by a nice smile. I go to the bathroom, come back. Josh is there with the gals. Mm. Sitting there at a mom's night out, it appeared with six women. I thought, he needs to leave, you know? I guess not. Then, Back at the table, Topher Grace comes Ooh. over and says, hi, what a, I mean, these are star sightings. That was a huge, huge, huge. And then he apologized for me for interrupting the mail. I was like, you're Topher Grace. Do what yeah, you need to do. Please do. And then we went to the Ford Theater. Wow. Seated next to two gorgeous lesbians. Gorgeous. And, and we had fun with them. Enjoying their wine. They brought crystal, crystal um, goblets. Yes. When you bring your own goblets, <laughs> your own funky purple crystal goblets, God bless you. Yeah, they didn't bring sleeves or socks, but they brought goblets. No, and when sure. one of them got up, she, so they're next to Danielle. I'm next yes. to another woman on my side who was hacking coughing. Now, I know I said my number's up with COVID, but like stay home, you know? And I know <laughs> yes. we're outside, but it was like a lot, you know? Yeah. So on your side are the two gals and Daniela, she just coughed. <laughs> the two gals on your side, one of them went up when we had to go to the bathroom, I yes. have never seen someone look so seriously me into my like eyes. And she goes, please don't knock over my wine. Yes, she was serious about that goblet. And it wasn't rude. It was just like, no. don't. She was just telling you her priorities. And I appreciated that. I'd like for everybody to tell me where they stand. I so appreciated it. I was like, I will literally be so care- I will not be doing that is what I thought. You like jumped over her like she was a hurdle. <laughs> she needed that. <laughs> it's like Mary Chapin's coming out. We need it. Now you said something that was truly so hilarious. I told David we were crying laughing after Danielle. <laughs> what did so I the warm-up act is there, which we're upset about, you and I, because yes. MCC was going on right at eight o'clock. When you've got the crowd of MCC, you need to start at eight. And I, I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, people are asleep by nine o'clock. Like, we need to get in and out. She didn't roll on till 8.45. You and I were, again, I count myself amongst these people. I was like, I cannot possibly do this starting at 8.45. I can't keep my eyes open after nine. So the opening act, a lovely gentleman, and he goes at one point, he's like, you know, I'm from California. I'm on the road with MCC. My mom has begged me to bring these gorgeous vintage plates home with me. And I'm like, mom, I'm on tour. I've got a suitcase. I can't carry around these plates. He goes, but what I do have is a whole suitcase full of vinyl at the merch table. I would love everybody to buy. So if I can sell enough vinyl, my I, my mom says to just beg everyone to buy the vinyl so I can bring home my plates. 
bent. <laughs> Tell everyone what you said to me. I just said, well, I'd love to get eyes on those plates. I'd think about buying those. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle goes, I'd like to buy the plates. And then he mentioned the plates again. And Danielle yelled just loud enough for me to hear, show us your plates. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted. I was like, I got to get eyes on these plates. I'd love to see them at the merch table. It's like, I don't actually want your vinyl, but like, what kind of plate? Love to see the plates at the merch table. That's all I'm saying. Honestly, like the hotter item. Yeah, I'm just saying, show us your plate. <laughs> <laughs> so now here we are. We're having a great time now. If I may yes. just set the scene, the reason I'm there, Danielle, is because before my mom died, we she loved Mary Chapin Carpenter. We love her together, especially this song called This Shirt. And mm-hmm. it's just a beautiful song about, it's just gorgeous. And I'm going to cry even thinking about it, but we love it. And I had wanted us to go and see her before my mom died. I tried to look up, I remember, you know, when you just look up things and then you're like, oh, whatever. And we didn't get to yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah. Then another time I'm watching, as you know, my connection to Mamma Mia 1 mm-hmm. and 2, here we go again. But mm-hmm. in 1, Meryl Streep sings a song about kind of her daughter growing up called Slipping Through My Fingers. If you want a ball mm-hmm. in your car and like then like yes. run your car off the road. <sighs> but it's so beautiful. But I actually was identifying in that song as the daughter. And one of the lines is, about things they didn't do. And she goes, some of them we did, but most we didn't. And why? I just don't know. And I'm like, that's really where I landed with Mary Chapin. It's like, I don't know why we never went to that concert. So here I invite you and I'm excited to be there. And something really just happens that didn't (laughs) kind of... Kind of broke the mood. <laughs> yeah, we were in a we were in a fun mood, and we really were. And I'm just wanting to see this one song, this shirt. You yes, know, you really were. You were like, after the song, we can go. I was like, I'm all about passionate kisses. Which you're all about came out shirt. like right away. Came out second song. Yeah, she was like, let's get this going. <laughs> She's such a doll. What a stellar uh, performer. I loved her. Now about seven songs in, something mm-hmm. happened. <laughs> so. This gentleman, and I say that with quotations because there was nothing gentle about this man. First of all, he had a, he had gone to the merch table. I'll tell you that much. And changed. And changed into a a Mary Chapin Carpenter One Night Lonely tours (laughs) t-shirt. So imagine this man is in a current merch shirt. Current. So that means he is... Brought another shirt with him and changed, okay, into this other shirt. He's holding up fistful of vinyls and plates. Yes. <laughs> now, so, he's also there solo. Yes, not a person there. But I will say I looked on his finger and there was a wedding ring. <laughs> okay. Which is most So he's there alone. Okay. He's there alone, not with his spouse. But he does seem to be married. Okay. And this is a, a straight older white man. That must be yes, said. I, I knew it from the back. Oh, straight is a lie. So now I have noticed he's alone because the <laughs> the couple next to him, whenever you yes. and I so much as like even bop along, the woman next to him is turning back looking at me like, like, lady, we're in the third row. We're also so close to Mary. It, it, it was, yes, it was uncomfortable. It's as close as I am looking at you in this Zoom. Yes, it's, it's like we're basically standing in a room together with Mary Chapin Carpenter. We're very close. I thought that would be good. It's not at a concert. It's not because you don't, you can't make a, you can't move a muscle. And now, yeah, we're also like kind of performing for Mary. Yes, exactly. As audience members, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to give her my best. want to give her all my best looks, my best laughs, my best claps, my yeah. best snaps. 
all of these things I want for Mary. <laughs> and so, oh my God. Well, let's set up one little thing now. His okay. sweatshirt, when we sit down, he, he has a big hoodie. It is thrown over. These are very small chairs. Small. It's flung over the seat to where both the sleeves mm-hmm. are dragging and the hood on our cup holders. Yes, our cup our. holders. Because our cup holders are affixed to the back of his chair. So Casey and I both bought a bottle of water because it's a hot night in Los Angeles. Sensible. Sensible. <laughs> and we put them in the back of his chair, but our cup holders. And of course, we did have to lightly move his disgustingly thick Mary J. Carpenter hoodie. <laughs> so. No, I don't think he had an MCC hoodie. He could have. I don't know. It was placed upon the chair. So every once in a while, we take something out of the, you know, the cup holder, have a swig. It's hot. Global warming. We're at a concert. Mm. And so seven songs in, he turns to me. <laughs> turns. Again, MCC an inch away from our faces. And also singing a song. And the mood is so beautiful. She's like, I haven't performed in 700 days. I'm so blessed. We're so also basically like, we're all so blessed after what we've been through to be alive mm-hmm. and to be able to be outdoors listening to music and to be together. People are... It, I can't express the mood that was there of, of joy and love. Yeah, very communal. Be- like, mm. just a beautiful night in Los Angeles. This man turns around and he says to me, <laughs> you keep kicking my chair. <laughs> and I was like, and my, uh, you know, I, I, I move through the world with a constant apology. And so my first instinct was like, I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so, so sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. And, he, and that, he doesn't stop there. He says, you've been doing it all night. I've been looking around. I keep giving you looks and you're not seeing them. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I've heard you. I will be much more aware of it. Okay, thank you. Got it. And and then doesn't stop. And he's like, I mean, look at everybody around here. They're not dealing with this. Just me. Yeah, he's like, you see anyone else kicking chairs? And I was like, I don't know, because I didn't say this, but like not everybody's being an asshole about it. And it's hard to know who's kicking chairs and who's not around me. Because there's hundreds of people here. We're at a concert and everybody's kicking mm. chairs. We should be. We should, we're kicking chairs to marry CC. And so he's like, look around. Nobody else is dealing with this. And I said, I got it. I got <laughs> it, okay? I got it. So then I start to get pissed. He turns around. The... The woman next to me just sticks up her middle finger at him and says, he's an asshole. And I'm like, I know, They were like enraged. But then I'm terrified because this guy, when I tell you he had like a crew cut, like he just was like an older man, I want to say in his like 60, was with a crew cut and an MCC One Night Lonely t-shirt. And I'm terrified of this. Prone to anger. I started to wonder, is this man dating Mary? Oh, I didn't that flashed think. through my head. No, she would never. She would never. But like, I don't know. He's wearing the merch. He's sitting yes, in second he row. He's alone. He's mad. I, I don't know. Well, she anyway. would never. I know that. But still, he was a little terrifying, especially he broke the mood. Everyone was pissed. I was scared. I couldn't bop anymore. It, I started crying. Yes. Because I, I was, no, I was upset about you. I was just like, I feel so bad. Like, you're just like trying to have a nice night and this man snaps at you and how we can like throw energy at each other. Like it takes a lot to like leave a kid and get out and go out. And I know there's worse things, but it just, I was so, it was so shocking when you're in such a nice environment. And there's also just a nice way to do it, which is like, hey, which I've done myself on planes when someone's kicking my chair. Hey, you're kicking my chair. It's happened a few times. Do you mind like just being aware? Oh, sorry. Oh my God. Yes. Conversation's over. That's the end of it, right? 
Or I take it on myself, which is basically like, I know I'm insane for not wanting someone to kick my chair, but do you mind? Like, there's a way. This was yeah, not this was, the way. And this was like, he's the only one dealing with this in the entire world. He's and practically sitting on our lap. That's how close we are. And so that question I do have to ask you, though, I guess I never got clarification. <laughs> Were you kicking it? <laughs> guess you what, never seem to really answer. <laughs> Honestly, the answer is probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now why? <laughs> Look. <laughs> oh, you're, you're a small person. Like You think so, but I'm all legs. I'm all legs, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you doing over there? Just moving them and grooving them? Just moving and grooving and crossing and then crossing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, because from up until now, I've been like, this man's so crazy. He thinks Danielle's doing something she's not doing. Well, I have to tell you something else, Casey. I have to make a revelation. (laughs) Okay. This ain't my first rodeo (laughs) with kicking a man's (laughs) chair and having him get angry. Is this a pattern of behavior? When it's happened a few times, I guess you could call it a pattern. <laughs> yeah, right. At a certain point, you have to look at, at your own feet. At a certain point, you got to look, look in the mirror and see your own legs. And um, so one time I'm on a plane. Speaking of planes, I said it before. And it was a cross-country flight going to my friend's <laughs> wedding. And we all know your middle seat back. Yes. So I'm with my husband, flying cross-country to Florida. And I am possibly kicking a man's seat. <laughs> now, let me just say again, your husband's like 6'3", and he's managing not to kick. Yes. Well, he's on the aisle because I let him have the aisle because he does have such big legs. You know what I okay. mean? He's a tall man. Um, so, so I'm in the middle, taking one for the team. And so I <laughs> guess I had kicked a few times. You guess? I, or you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> now, as the kicks are happening, are you like, I just kicked? No, I'm not. I'm unaware. Unaware. But they kind of come back to you as it's like a repressed, like a teal swan as yes. a repressed memory. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And a teal swan, I would blame the other person. But um, so I'm, I guess I kicked him a few times and he um, looked back and said something. And I, 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 I mean, this is a few years ago, so I think I apologized and then maybe continued to kick. Look, things happen. And why, why are you kicking so much? I'm not, again, I have the legs of a of a foal. You know what I mean? They're just, they're, they're akimbo. They just do their... How tall are you? Only 5'5", five, five, but again, I'm all legs. I have zero torso. It's half my body, Casey. <laughs> the restless leg syndrome is real, guys. <laughs> so after, so today, someone told me I'd kick their seat. When I tell you my whole body would be in a paralyzed, like, crunch to do anything but it. Well, it gets so much worse, Casey. So I think I kicked it again. So the guy, like, leans back really fast. Yeah. Okay, like he like bolts back with his back. And it just so happened my head, my forehead <laughs> was right, like as I kicked and then moved forward, he, his, the tray table hit my forehead really hard. And my husband, that's, this is when my husband got involved and he was pissed. And so he says to the guy, uh, you just hit my wife in the head with your tray table. And I think he said something like, your wife's kicked me or something. Like. <laughs> and then it, and then Matt, dude, this is at the beginning of the flight. We're probably over like Tempe, Arizona. You've kicked him that many times? That he flips it back and then to Arizona. It in my head. Yeah. And then, so the trade table hurt my head and it really hurt. And why were you so low with your head? Just, I think I was leaning happened. down to get something. And Which is he, why you it was kicked. Just... <laughs> this is insane. Okay. And so... 
Matt sits there the entire flight. He's like, I'm not going to get kicked off this flight. But he stewed for, I want to say, four and a half hours. Four and a half hours, my husband is. And I'm sure the man did too. Yeah. Get off the flight. We're at baggage claim. That man is at baggage claim. My husband goes up to, no, (laughs) I stayed very far away, but my husband goes up to him and says something. I don't know, but he screams in his fucking face. Like you ever do that to someone? You're lucky I didn't fucking kill you. Like just like gotten the man's face and was like, you hurt my wife. Like, fuck you. you. All you had to do was apologize. Like, fuck, like just in his, all I see is my husband screaming. Does Matt know that you started this? Well, but mine was accidental and his was on purpose. And let's just be there. Let's <laughs> just notice. But he, okay. He, I don't think he was trying to get his, the trade table to hit you. I think he was trying to be like, oh, I'm showing you yet again how frustrated I are. And you happen to be bent over. But I was bent over. So the guy, so when my, Matt said, you hit my wife in the face, he wouldn't apologize. Okay. So I think it was just about like his callousness he, over like, because he really hurt me. Like I had a big okay, rock on my sorry. head. So it was like, it was, it was that like. Sorry, I was on that man's side. <laughs> you really now. were. And I, so yeah. wait, it gets so much worse, Casey. What? So. Matt screams at him. We leave the airport. Like, Matt is in his face. Like, he would never hit another man, but, like, in his face. They were in each other's face. We leave. Two days later, we're at one of my best friend's wedding. The man is the best man. (laughs) (laughs) No! Yes, Casey. Yes. Danielle, <laughs> you couldn't write it better. The best man, the husband, the husband that my my friend is marrying. It's her new husband's brother. Wow! And did the man recognize? Matt? Well, Matt said, "I have to leave, and I'm leaving now." <laughs> oh, he left. Okay. Was there any possibility of just like, let's have a laugh and a drink at the bar? I think Matt, because Matt didn't know these people as well. This is like my high school best friend. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Like, Matt's like, I want to make, I don't want this, I don't want to take away from her day. I'm going to bow out. Like, I'm going to just, because I don't. Now, Danielle, (laughs) this is amazing. May I ask one more question? Yeah. At the reception. Yeah. Were you seated behind them? No, thank God. Thank God. I was at a different table, but everyone was like, where did Matt go? And maybe that man didn't recognize you, he right? He wouldn't have because I never got in his face. Yes, I was in back of him. Kicking. <laughs> 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 he recognized my kick, but nothing okay. else. <laughs> I, I, this is really, and again, I am very, very sorry you got slammed at the tray table. Yeah. But I also have to say, like, I am seeing a pattern of behavior that's hard to ignore. I mean, look. It's the definition of insanity that you know. <laughs> like, I need to finish that. Okay, well, can I just say, and, mm-hmm. and, and we will wrap this up, but there's yeah. one more component, which is that I saw you were upset. I was so upset. I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't even, Danielle doesn't even like love Mary Chapin Carpenter the way I do. Like, we're taking separate Ubers home anyway. Like, I'm, but I was like, no, no, we're, we're going to leave together. Okay. But then I thought, there's two things that need to happen. One, I don't want Mary to be upset that two people like in the third row leave because that's yes. very upsetting as a yes, performer. Yes, of course. As a perf- as fellow performers, we wouldn't want that. And, and she's like an icon. And, and I just don't want, not that she's clocking us, but, you know. Yeah. Like one time in our third row, we saw a woman, you know, throw up in her purse. Now, <laughs> that was wonderful. That was a joy. That was something. I, that's what you want to see. Yes. A hundred percent. I was like, thank you. I salute that woman. If you're listening now, I hope that woman's listening. That. Like another woman was taken out in an ambulance with yeah. alcohol poisoning. Again. Yeah. Look, these great. are the shows. The guys, these are the shows. You come, this is what you'll see. <laughs> 
these are the great audience members, okay? But, uh, you know, to leave is like, it's a quite a different message you're sending. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know about the kicks. She mm-hmm. doesn't know about the airplane and the trade table and <laughs> the best man. She doesn't know about having to leave the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know me, I'm like, I, this person's done something to Danielle. I'm so upset. So I'm like, what do I do? How do I get a message to this man? Because, you know, I would, what I wanted to say as you left, I just want to put my hand on his shoulder and say, I just want you to know, this is the message I wanted to get him. Mm-hmm. Just want you to know the way you handled that, you've ruined our our experience here. And I think you've ruined some experiences of people around us. Not true. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and you've like messed with the energy and we're now leaving actually because of this. And then I was like, does he care? He's probably happy we're leaving. One night lonely for a minute. <laughs> one night lonely. <laughs> one night lonely. <laughs> He's happy to be one night lonely. Couldn't find a pen because I was going to write it to him and just like oh. drop it in his lap. Uh-huh. Then I'm like, now what? So I turned to the woman hack and coffin next to me. Mm-hmm. Now Mary's really going at this point. So she can't hear me. And of course she's 80. And mm-hmm. I go, ma'am. <laughs> I said, could I text you something? She looks at me, Danielle. She goes, what? what? I go, can I text you something to show that man? <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a minute. I am going to text this woman who's then going to hold her phone up to that man after we leave and risk her being like, what if his anger, because I was going to also hit him with like, I'm, I feel sorry for you that you're suffering in a way that your life is this sad that you have to lash out, not knowing that you've kicked other people these many <laughs> times. And apparently he likes Mary Chapin as much as me. And honestly, like I'm on his side now, but. No, no. <laughs> and the woman goes, text me. What? And then she's, ah, ah. And I'm like, uh, uh, okay, ne- never mind, never mind. So then it's crazy to have said that and then just like turn back to the concert. And you're like, okay, let's go. And I said, you know what? I, in my heart, I was like, I didn't hear this shirt, but I'm so fine with it. We need to go. Like the energy has just been ruined. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to leave with Danielle. And then you were like, we were kind of like, oh, do we both go? And I was like, okay, you go. I'm going to leave. Say one more song mm-hmm. so that Mary doesn't feel bad. Yeah. Now she had said the song before, I'm going to play some new stuff. So you had stood up. I stood up immediately after she said, I'm going to play. She played one new thing. Yeah. Well, she played one new song. Then you were like, okay, I'm going to go. I go, I'll meet down there in one song. Danielle, you stand up. You walk two steps and she starts. She's like, this shirt is old. (gasps) And I heard it. And I heard it. It was like, I can't describe the last minute decision of like, no, you go and I'll stay one more. It was actually not about hearing that song. I was like, I don't want to be rude. And I'd already let the ship sail on that song. I can't even tell you, Danielle. It was like, I really felt, I'm like, oh, this is why we go to these concerts. Like, there, there's my mom. I heard it. She did it solo just herself, literally looking into my eyes. I'm hysterically crying, singing along. The lesbian gals next to me, we at one point put our arms around each other. Oh, and we Katie. really, we did get back. We got back somewhere and I was like, okay, I heard it. And and I'm very sorry what happened with you in the seat, but it was actually like, it was all things that night. I and then when that. I drove home to my house in my Uber and I pulled up my street, I saw seven palm trees on fire from the bottom to the top. As I was on the phone with you, I screamed, ah, my street's on fire, I have to go. <laughs> you did, you hung up. I was like, what's happening? I was just like, what's happening in our world? Like, things are on fire, a man screaming at you. And I was just like, what a night. We got Topher, we got a man screaming. We got this shirt, we got a fire. Like, this is every second something's happening that we're just trying to like regulate our emotions around. I love that you heard the song, Casey. I'm so happy. 
Me too. And that was your mom, I think, saying like, it's all all right. You yeah. the song, you leave. It's all all right. It doesn't, yeah. like, fuck this man. He didn't ruin the vibe. You really let things roll off you a bit better than me. I, I was very shaken by that man. I was just but like, whatever. Thank you for saying that. Well, I think that was your mom saying, we're here. I'm here. This is the song. You're going to hear your yeah. song. You're going to hear our oh, song. Oh, boy. Now I'm home. All right, everyone. Wow. Well, let's take a break. This has been a long intro, but I do feel we had to get through and unpack. Yeah, and I had to reveal that I might not be as innocent as you thought I was. Oh, wow. <laughs> as, the, as the fire department said when I called to report the palm trees on fire, we know. <laughs> I go, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> we know. We know. <laughs> okay. We know. We know. We know. You, you know, you're not you that ain't. innocent. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and we will be back with Joel Kim Booster of Fire Island. Speaking of fires, what a wonderful one. Oh, yeah, what a great fire. I did not call the fire department about that. <laughs> I should have because I was on fire. My loins were. Anyway, he's coming. I was so excited. <laughs> We're amongst royalty now. He's a star. That's right. He's a star. I mean, he's an auteur, a star, a good friend, I'm going to say. And so oh, I don't know about that. Well, I'm going to say it. I've met that. him in person. That to me at this point is a good half the people we talk to, I consider close and have never set eyes on them in person. So That's this right. feels. That's right. Well, and I want to say, I feel like we've really always kind of been holding up his body. Yes. A lot. Every time he's come on we the have. podcast, we've talked about extensively. So I do feel we got there like very early. Early in, in the that. game. Yes, because he's so gorgeous. And uh, has a new movie out that is a hit. Do you know how fucking hard it is to make a movie number one, number two, to make a divinely hilarious fucking movie that that also has like something to say, but it's just so fun. Mm-hmm. Thank you for making something fun. Please welcome... Writer, star, producer, gorgeous man, producer, Joel Kim Booster. Oh, hello, ladies. Thank you so much. And Danielle, we are close friends. Thank you. Close childhood friends. Close childhood friends, Danielle Schneider and I. Yes, I feel like we would have. When I see your childhood pictures, though, as you've posted them the last few, I feel like I'm like, oh, we would have been friends. Like, what? you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. When I see... When I see pictures of you next to Candy Burris as a child, I think <laughs> the you. three of us, fast friends. Yes. The three what of us, a crew friends. that would that be. That would have been the crew to be. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Powerful threesome. Joel, I'm so happy to see you and have you here. And congratulations on your movie. We had Matt Rogers on. We love Fire Island so yes. much. Thank out, you so much. Out now. Everyone has seen it. I mean, I'm good. we're going to talk about it, but, but I don't know who we're talking to because everyone I know... It. Everyone that's anyone in the comedy world and 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 in the non-comedy world is loving it. And also, you were on Watch What Happens Live with Marlo, which I watched. Yes. That was an iconic moment. Can you speak to that right off the bat? Can we speak to well, that? Well, so here's the thing. You know, when you go on Watch What Happens Live, and I know you guys know this from personal experience, no matter who you get, you kiss ass. Yeah, of course. You kiss of course. Ass. Yeah, been on with Ramona Singer and Vicky. <laughs> I was on with Jenny. But I will say, oh no, I would not be kissing Jenny's ass. Well, I this I was on before. Pre. Yes, Pre. I was on before. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, Danielle, you really were. No, that came out like two weeks fucking later that I hold no responsibility yeah. for that. But I will say with Marlo, it was really easy. And you know, the last time I was on, I was on with Kenya. 
And so it was actually really interesting to get sort of two sides of the same coin with those two ladies. Um, and she was lovely. She was, she was so wonderful. Um, unlike Kenya, followed me on Instagram. So already wow. a win for the community. Wow. Um, really, really <laughs> talked. We had such a wonderful conversation about her nephews who were there. Mm. Um, and like, wow. yeah, it was re- she was really wow. lovely. I will say, this is my one note for Marlo. She flopped a little bit in that. When you mm. come for Kenya, she came from Kenya from the angle of Kenya's not an icon. She came for Kenya's status as an icon. Mm. And no matter what your beef is with Kenya, unfortunately, I would say even any of the women who have had beef with Kenya would have to concede that unfortunately she is an icon. She <laughs> unfortunately, is. she is. Oh, she is. You can't. Um, yeah. She's done a lot for the show. And I just, and it was, it was a, it was a little clumsy. I, I was like, I wish there was a better angle for her to come for Kenya. And I, we can talk about it when we talk about Atlanta, but I do think it's a little, I don't know exactly what her reasoning is for this Kenya fight right now, but we can talk about it later. But otherwise, super lovely. Wouldn't they be so much better off as friends? They would be such a power duo. And when they do come together, they are a powerful duo. Yeah. It's hard to watch. It's very fun. I mean, as someone who, you know, Kenya is one of my favorite housewives of all time, always has been. And I've had to stand by her through some like very tough times, you know, where others walked away from her. (laughs) I've been there. (laughs) True blue. So it's hard to hear that, you know, she didn't follow and all that. But I've met her once and thought she was lovely. But I also really love Marlo. And I cried my eyes out this week in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like we're seeing like, a whole new side of Marlo that we've yes. never gotten to see in this season, which I, it, that peach really changes the person. Yeah, it does. Really does. It grounds you. From the inside out. But back to my movie. <laughs> um, oh, God. Okay, I, here we go. Of course. No, I was really, um, I was really happy when you, thinking about you guys watching it specifically, because there are a few references, or maybe just one reference that really is for our people specifically, and that is, of course, the name drop of Yolanda Hadid. Um, and, Beautiful. you know, watching it in theaters with different audiences, not everybody caught on to it. But I thought to myself, Ugh. Casey and Danielle, when they think mm-hmm. of Lyme disease, they also think of Yolanda Hadid. Always. Oh, never not in the same sentence. Who else are we? If I see a tick, I mean, it, 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 that's who she is Lyme disease. She's Lyme disease and lemons. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's the name of her book. That's the name of her book. <laughs> It was so wonderful. You know what other joke really like was maybe a smaller percentage, you know, like a one percent, I want to say one percenter, but more of like an insight kind of joke, I would say that I was like, I can't believe you put it. It was so amazing when you joked about Quibi. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. Maybe more. I was crying laughing. My husband and I were like, this is the greatest joke of all time. I, I could not believe the studio let that through. Like that was something that we I gave her as an all on the day, and I was like, just for fun, just for me, you know. And then they lo- like I could not believe that was the one that made the cut. And for for us, for us, for the community, yeah, yeah. One just thing that repeated over that I love just a bit that was so funny is every time you went in that house and that guy was like, "Can I help you?" <laughs> I was like, I well, can I tell you? That is based on real experiences that I've had on Fire Island. Like literally walking into parties and being told that I must be at the wrong house. Um, oh my so God. ripped from the headlines of my own life, the braid ends of the world. What do you, how do you respond to that? That's so insane. 
I literally the one the one time that it, it happened that was like the most sort of traumatic. Um, I I was speechless and I was sort of like, oh, I'm looking for my friend. He invited me, and then who came out of the crowd to rescue me from this interaction? But Peloton's own Cody Rigsby. What? Um, wow. Yeah. Literally, literally came out of the crowd and was like, oh no 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 no, he's good. he's good, and we barely knew each other. I was not. I, you know, I had barely done anything at this point. I think I had just like done writing jobs. Like, I don't know how he knew who I was or or anything. Maybe it was just honestly him being a good person. But he was just like, hey, guys, like, no, 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 no. He's, he's okay. He's cool. He's cool. He's cool. And then like sort of ushered me into the house where I could find my friend. And then and so I will always, you know, I will always remember Cody Rigsby as that way. I hope you can see. I'm going to get close to the Zoom. The tears in my eyes. <laughs> Seriously, like I that is uh, it's the perfect person to come through the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 And I know the story is more about that you were wronged and I'm so sorry about that, but I'm <laughs> I'm also just He's the hero of the story, Casey, not Cody. <laughs> I, I know. No, I know that, but I, I am heartened because I love Cody so much yeah. to even be in his presence. I, I've since told Cody this story, and of course, he doesn't remember it at all. It, it's just a, a normal thing, probably, that he, it, like a normal day in the life of Cody Rigsby. But for me, it was very impactful. I was like, wow, what a, that was nice of him. And because I, I was humiliated in that moment, I was speechless. <sighs> Yeah, and then to yeah. like sort of have someone sort of carry me into the, the party was it was actually quite nice. And then I found my friend, and then we quickly left. I'm sorry that that happened, and I'm sorry I went to Cody first. That's it makes me sad, but I'm glad <laughs> that, that Cody great. was with us. I don't know. I'm crying. Today's a wash of a day, and I can I just ask quickly how long did you work on the movie? Where did you come up with this idea? Um. So the movie had a lot of different iterations. Originally, I wanted to sell the movie as like a half hour comedy pilot like show it was going to have many seasons and uh, it was much more complicated nobody wanted to buy that because i was a nobody and bowen was always attached and this was b- before mm-hmm. bowen was on snl and so they were like these two gay asian nobodies like that's a very niche show nobody wants that and then you know quibi is the one who really rescued it quibi bought it oh. and and had me turn it into a movie broken into 10 quick bites and, you know, I, they were the ones who really sort of believed in me in the beginning. And then, you know, Quibi happened the way it happened. Um, and I'm very grateful for them. But I'm going to give props to Quibi right now. Yeah. yeah. For no, truly. Yeah. They, they, they really took a lot of risks and, and some of them paid off and many of them didn't. Um, and <laughs> and I, I, I'd like to think I was one of the ones that did. And then, you know, once Quibi folded, immediately my producers at Jack's Media... Uh, John Hodges and Brooke Posh, two lovely human beings, like just sent, blasted the script out to the, you know, everyone who would, you know, possibly want to read it. And um, I think at that point, Bowen had, his star was rising. He was on SNL and, and was Bowen Yang at this point. And Happiest Season had just happened on Hulu, that Kristen Stewart movie that was like a lesbian rom-com. And so Hulu was really primed, I think, between those two things to want to take a chance on on this little movie. Would you say Hot Wives um, paved the... I would say Hot Wives walked so we could run. That's absolutely right. Thank you. I just, thank you for, I just wanted you to say yeah. that because I feel like that's important. Exactly. I mean, Hot Wives on Hulu. You know, who would we be <laughs> if we were not centering ourselves in this? <laughs> just, just like... 
uh, Brandy Glanville oh in my Old Girls. Oh my God. Let's, we'll get let's get into it. Let's get into it, but please watch Fire Island. It's a beautiful movie. Fire, if you haven't already, guys, and watch it again, and it's going to yeah. be my go to yeah. watch again and again movie. Thank I just, you. I'm like, Bridesmaids Fire Island. That's, you know, my like, you know, when you're, you're, you're down, and you're like, I need to pick me up. I'm going to, yeah. I got to go there. That is to be spoken of in the same breath as that movie. That is uh, deeply. Deep, I'm honored. I'm oh, so thank you. So thank you. so deserved, and I'm so happy that it got made, and it's so good. Um, and and speaking of so good, you know, I think that is Great a very fair <laughs> transition into what I believe to be a fantastic addition to the canon: Ultimate Girls Absolutely. Trip Ex Wives Club. <laughs> Guys, it's what I've been waiting for. It feels like for the last. Since the last season of Beverly Hills. Because what I've been missing in all of my shows is like these rich relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like history. And, and, and though these women have history in the past, like these women have unresolved issues that feel real. And so it's all coming together. Right. And I'm so grateful. I, I will say something. I don't think that controversial. But I will say this season of Ultimate Girls Trip is making good on the promise that the, that we were promised in the first season of Ultimate Girls Trip. Oh wow! I think we saw there was <laughs> there was so much potential in the idea of an all stars season of of Housewives, and I liked the first season of Ultimate Girls Trip, but there was not the the chaos and the tension in this season is unparalleled. I think, mm. and there just mm. wasn't. We had Ramona in Ultimate Girls Trip one, but even I think they expected more from people like Teresa. And people like Luann, who just weren't playing ball, were just too normal. There were no stakes for them. These women, they know this mm-hmm. is their opportunity to get back on television. They have everything to lose and nothing to lose at the same time. And that's what we're seeing. They're feral. Wow. Wow. This is a TED Talk. <laughs> this is, and when, I mean, it all starts when Dorinda says, I was put on pause, when she Ooh. refuses to admit that she was fired and just can't can't see it. To which Brandy responds in testimonial menopause. Oh. It's a wild ride. It, it, you said it, Joel. It's transcendent. It really is. It's transcendent. It is everything. I think like what a good cast. And the thing is, is I remember when this cast was released, I did not think that everyone was going to be operating at the level that they were they are operating on this show. Like Me neither. everyone really is at their highest level right now. Eva? Except I mean this is what a revelation. What a revelation. Where was this person? We saw her on the bus trip with Marlo in Japan. Remember? I'll never forget that. Yeah, we saw that flash. This is what I think has happened with Eva. And I think that there's an alternate timeline where Eva is still on Atlanta to this day and is star on Atlanta. Eva came into the show (laughs) as a friend of Nini. And we are seeing her with a deep friendship with Phaedra on this show. And I think that Nini, Eva was never going to be a star when Nini was around when you come on as a friend of Nini, you know? Like, I think she she just wasn't able to blossom in the way that we're seeing now. She feels very, like, comfortable in a way. And I think part of that is Phaedra. And unfortunately, you guys, Phaedra Parks is a star. A star! <laughs> okay, star. I have a thousand quotes, a thousand quotes written down. I was <laughs> laughing my ass off when she said... <laughs> 
When she said it after Dorinda tearfully shows her a hundred-year-old tree that she likes to feel Richard's presence around in a testimonial, she goes, who the hell is Richard? I was like, thank you. (laughs) Simply, who the hell is Richard? You really forgot. Like, the thing is, is she did such an awful thing on... The reason she was fired is because she did such an awful thing. And that sort of overshadows Phaedra in your mind a lot. But seeing her now, you're like, oh, right. She is one of the funniest housewives of all time, of any franchise. And most beautiful. Yes. All her different looks she's giving us. Like, I'm so excited about every... Like, her her looks, just like in the testimonials, are unparalleled, (laughs) if you ask me. Like, Well, when she said someone complimented her hair and she said, well, it might be different tomorrow, but get into it today. <laughs> everything. Everything. She just makes me laugh. And I, I personally have chosen to move on from the yeah. incident. I yeah. think we got it. And, and I'll say something even, even more controversial, maybe. If I had to choose between Candy and Phaedra at this moment for the good of the show, unfortunately, I think Phaedra is giving more than Candy is. And that is tough to say. That is tough to side with Phaedra in that situation. But I'm Very saying tough. if Candy is the reason we, we don't get Phaedra back <clears throat> on the show, then I am unfortunately... Ready to live in a candyless world. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I'm with you. I, I think I, I, I knew she was always so funny, but you're right. It was kind of overshadowed. She was making me die laughing. <sighs> I mean, it, it, right out of the canon, everyone's got just wild things happening with the taglines. <laughs> what Tamara said, these days, faith, family, and fun are the only fucks that I give. Uh, it's just like, okay. Um, and then, so Tamara just doing Tamara, I really, she sours me. I don't love her, but she's, we've got her with Vicky. I love her on the show. I love, Tamara is the ying to Vicky's fucking yuck. Yeah. She, I gotta I, say. I do wonder though, like, is there a there there without Vicky? Like, she's not sort of no. registering no. to me no. without, no. without Absolutely Vicky. not. She is, she cannot be without Vicky. No, we do not want her or need her without Vicky. She needs Vicky. Can I just also say one more Phaedra quote that just yeah. because while we're on her quotes, it just like, when she says, I do like attractive people. <laughs> <laughs> I love how bitter. I don't think anyone's more bitter than Tamara about the firing. I guess maybe Vicky, no. Vicky, and maybe Brandy, all of them actually. And that's what's really you're right. It's so under there's the rage that they're yeah. all gone and they are fighting tooth and fucking nail. And when Vicky said, "What?" Well, uh, she said, "I am asked why I am an ex housewife, and I can't answer that." <laughs> it's just so everyone's very, you know. And then there's Taylor. Taylor. I will say Taylor wakes up in a way later on in the season okay. that I was surprised by. That I, I wow. thought maybe, you know, it's been a long time since we've seen her. But I do think she's waking up a little bit. She, she is, her and Tamara are sort of registering the least to me, I think, of this cast. But I do like her presence there. And it is so funny how desperate Brandy is to be her friend and how mm-hmm. uninterested she is and Taylor is in being Brandy's friend. Because when they flash back and I really took in the comments that Brandy made to Taylor on the heels awesome. of, of her husband or ex like committing suicide, it's so horrible. It's, it's, it's atrocious. And I actually got tears in my eyes when I saw Taylor because I'm like, 
I don't know. I feel like we all were like struggling to process that. That was a lot yeah. that happened to her. And then when I saw her daughter, when I saw her sit down with a new husband, I'm I'm so happy for her. I don't know. I just and, and then to hear she lives in Orange County. Can we get her on that franchise? Yeah, honestly. What's going on? I will say Taylor was not would not have been my first choice from as a former Beverly Hills housewife to bring on to this to the ex wives club. I kind of think what really would have made this show explode, and maybe Kim. too much. Maybe this would have been too much. Kim. Camille. Oh, Camille. oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim, Kim is definitely would push it over the edge in a way yeah. that I, I just don't know. If I we might not be ready. For Camille though but might have. I, I mean, love just... to see Camille and Vicky in the same room. I just don't think it would be a pleasant in a in a way that you'd want to be there for it. But fun to watch. Vicky's rudeness surrounding Bluestone Manor right off the bat when she's looking oh. around and she goes, "Where's Home Goods?" <laughs> as they're driving through like a field and just kind of all the comments she's making to Jorinda, who I will say, and I know it gets darker and I'm only in episode one, but it felt really good to see the warmer hostess Dorinda, you know, that it made me miss having Dorinda on the show. When she's I in that motherly nice place, it feels so good. Yeah. Vicky's a bitch. I mean, I, I, the, the motherly, this is, this was interesting. The Brandy Dorinda relationship is really interesting to me. And I think Brandy is doing what T- Tinsley never could do to endear herself to Dorinda, which is make Dorinda feel like she needs Dorinda. Like, yes. make her. Which she feel... also did with Lisa Vanderpump. Yep. Yep. That's so true, Joel. She's good at that. She's good at taking these kind of like mother figures and making them feel needed. But the so problem then they protect is she her. will turn. But then they'll turn on. It'll all turn on later because Brandy will hit. Oh, Brandy yeah. is. It, Brandy can't help herself, and she will hit them in a dirty place, and then they will. And then it's no turning back. I, I will say, I think I am ready. Just because. Well, it's interesting t- thinking about Brandy, and and yes, she was awful to Taylor, like awful in an unforgivable way. But having just watched the beginning of Beverly Hills recently. Kyle was a monster to bring. A monster. When she calls her trailer trash and hides her crutches, it's one of the darkest scenes. It's unforgivable. Although it seems we have forgiven and forgotten. Yeah. The the fact that Kyle has sort of become like an audience surrogate, like sweet, everyone's friend sort of Kyle is crazy that we've gotten there with her. But for now that Kyle and Brandy are on good terms, I'm sort of like, bring Brandy back. Brandy versus Erica? Brandy versus Sutton? Brandy versus Garcelle? Can you imagine? Brandy versus Diana? Oh my God. Well, can we get into Beverly Hills now that we're... Yes. Let's take a quick break and we're going to come right back with Beverly Hills. We're back. Can we just say one last thing about Bluestone Manor? Just, just sure. the manor itself. Oh, I, and I'm not trying to rush us. No, I mean like it's a, just so we hard. Do have you know, other cities to get we have to, other right? cities, and yet we're contending yes. with Bluestone Manor is now kind of like this this mythic kind of place that driving it's up become that Camelot. drive. Yes, the yeah. way they come in on helicopter through the mist on the camera and get to it is so <laughs> I'm pleasing like felt so like good. Jurassic fucking park like, yes, like, a Maverick, like Maverick I'm sure Tom Cruise was piloting yeah. it it was wild and then 
I feel like we actually weren't treated to the largesse of the property in other seasons because we're really seeing it. And and then the inside, which Phaedra goes, Dorinda has decadent and luxurious tastes. (laughs) (laughs) It is just a wild decorating style. To put Brandy on the pullout, Joel, thoughts? I the thing the question I have about Bluestone Manor that's never quite revealed to us is how big is it actually? Was it necessary to put Brandy on the pullout? Was it necessary for Tamara and Vicky to share rooms? Sorry, to share a double bed. To share a double bed, even <laughs> it <laughs> that was bad. I feel like they kind of rolled with that pretty well in the beginning. Because now looking at the other options in that house, I I, I don't understand why Luann was so upset by the fish room. The fish room actually seems quite nice. Great. Great. And, oh, can we talk really quickly? Eva's not taking time off from work from her radio show. Does she not get PTO? Does she not get PTO? That is the question. Uh, you know, I'm like, is she trying to promote it? Or is she just like, I need that job security? Or I think she's like, I need that job. You guys, I am constantly yeah, hustling. I, you know, doing, you're, we're hustling. We're all hustling. That's as true. Eva. She's like, I, I, I lose one day. And a stand-in, a standby comes in. I, I just don't like that. It's like when I'm on vacation, I don't want like when friends like scurry off. Like I'm going somewhere with Matt soon. He's like, I need to do my podcast. I'm like, I don't want to hear the word podcast. And similarly, it's like, I want to pretend we're all suspended in this alternate reality. I, I want to p- picture like when Eva, Eva's not on screen, I want to picture her in glam, not behind a mic in her room, hunched over a computer, recording <laughs> a radio show. <laughs> oh my god okay and, and and you know last line that really made me laugh just just to feel Dorinda's presence when she was talking to that rather not odd but I don't know who he was her assistant and she said when the lady of the manor is here you take direction when I leave you execute wow <laughs> it's as simple as that oh. it's a much heartier meal than girls trip one Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would say it is much more vital than than season one, for sure. Which I appreciated. I was like, oh, this is a breeze. through, You know, yeah. a little breeze that, of course, I watched all of. But this, we're coming in with baggage, and I need a heavier tone right now. Yeah. And it is, I mean, I'm still enjoying it, but I, there is history it's hitting the spot. that can't be denied. Joel, where are you with Beverly Hills in every way, shape, and form? <laughs> I will say this. I am frustrated with Beverly Hills, I find that we are treading water a little bit with Beverly Hills in the last couple of episodes. I think, you know, there wasn't anything really that came of Crystal's nonsense. And although I will say that the TikTok that came out of Sutton's daughter's friend was kind of damning, I will say. I yeah, think that, yes. you know, maybe Crystal doesn't is actually being a better friend to, to Sutton than we even realized by not revealing what... That's not how I felt at the start. But the TikTok really switched me around. I'll, I'll say that. Um, oh, yeah, I was very annoyed with Crystal in the beginning. I was like, just just either say it or don't, or what is this? But as time's gone on, I'm watching Sutton actually, like Kyle was trying to push her. Kyle knows what's going on a bit. Kyle was like, well, then come after her. She's trying to make you look a fool. And Sutton's like, I will handle this because she knows she can't push back too hard. It's a weird yeah. dance that's going on. It's a, It's an odd dance. And I feel like, that's what I can't stand is when we're watching something that we don't know what it is. Like, Beverly Hills, you have to say it or not. You, I mean, or even just all these shows. That's what's wrong with Beverly Hills. 
That's the one, the thing that they always do on Beverly Hills is there's so much going on behind the curtain, like with the Denise stuff, quite frankly. Yes. And like a lot of that, stuff, it's just like we, you got, you cannot, I think they're so, because it's Beverly Hills, they're so concerned and so aware of the cameras in a way yes. that no other cast is, that it's just so frustrating when they don't go there with each other. And the stuff with Crystal's 14 friends ditching her, I, I love the fixation on the 14 friends. I love... That okay. They know the number. So I know one of the friends and I texted her. I said, I'm sorry. Are you aware of these 14 friends? That's a lot of friends. Like, yeah. I know you're in the group. Are you 15? Are you one of the 14? And she was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, it's, she said it's absolute, <laughs> like, bullshit. It's just ridiculous. But it's like, it's like, what is it? 10 angry men? How many men are angry? Yeah. 12 angry 12 men. And 12 <laughs> crystal 14 friends. <laughs> It's so odd. I, I hate behind, like, that's what I love about some of the shows is there's no behind the scenes. I felt like in the good days of New York, in the good days of, obviously, Atlanta, Potomac, even Salt Lake. Yeah. Like, you can't hide. It's kind of like, I do feel this sometimes. Like, you know when you go to a party, I'm not talking about like your close friends, but you go to a party out here and you just feel like you have to be a little on guard. You're like, I don't know if this person I'm talking to can like hire me or it's just like a weird formal feeling that I don't really like. I feel that over Beverly Hills a bit. And it's like, yeah. come on. Now, I'm going to say something that, I, I God, I don't want to say it. And I really don't. You know, I, I want Crystal to travel with Glam. And I, <laughs> and that's not a knock. She's obviously an absolutely gorgeous woman, but I want her to have what the other gals have. I want her to kind of, kind of get behind this opportunity a little more, a little more energy. Like I'm bringing the glam. I'm going to do this thing. What I'm getting is a real half in, half out, hedging my bets kind of thing with her. It's like, you're gorgeous. Turn it out. Like be formidable. Ultimately, Crystal does not understand the assignment. No. And I and I thought she did last season. I thought she, there was so much promise in tell me you're that girl and you're an awkward, inappropriate person who's jealous of me. You know, like that <laughs> felt, that felt, felt within right. the realm. Felt yeah. felt great. It yes. felt like she was getting closer to something really beautiful, blossoming into something really beautiful. But when she talks about not wanting to spend the money on Glam and her husband is Daddy Lion King. <laughs> Daddy Simba. Uh -uh. Daddy Lion King. What show do you think you're on, sister? Like, get the glam. Get the glam. And I will say that too. I know, I know that I have been in the past, not reticent. It's not even about spending the money. For me, it's always about like, uh, I don't have the time. Like, I, I can't sit there. And I know that I've been criticized for that before. But I will say that I am not on Housewives. Exactly. And when you are on Housewives, understand the fucking Assignment. Although it does always make me laugh to see Kyle like ironing a mint suit with feathers. <laughs> when I saw Kyle, Kyle ironing, I was like, what? <laughs> like, it was a shock. But I admire Kyle for that in a way. She's also like got a side to her that's like, no, I could do it. But it annoys me too. It's like the same way. Why are you cooking at your house in La Quinta? Get a chef and let me watch you just like sitting around. Too DIY. Yeah, absolutely. Too yes, deep. I'm of the same. That's not why we're here. That's not why we're here. Um, Erica getting drunk. Sure. Sure. We've all been there. And sure. what is this fake concern over her pills and her this isn't her that? So I'm like, guys, stop. Oh, I was like, what are we? It's one not, one day. Are you kidding? I, that to me felt like I can't follow this storyline. Come on. 
uh, the amount of people that are on antidepressants that take their drinks, please. And who, who, and she didn't, it's not like she said or did anything ultimately that, that changed the, the course of the season in any significant way. Like it was like, oh, she's drunk. She fell asleep. She was a little sloppy. And now like, it's not even something I think they'll have to talk about at the reunion. It's, no. you know, they made a big, they made a lot of hay about it in the preview. And it just amounted to really nothing. But I think we're going to get to Rinna or someone's, I think it's going to happen again. And we're going to get to, I think someone's going to say something to her. Like, hey, you're, but I'm like, it's, she was making me laugh. Is it deserved? Is it like, it's not like it was, Luann was getting arrested and, you know, hitting cops. Like she had an issue. Like there was a problem. (laughs) The number of times. Sonia has accidentally exposed herself. The, the number of times they've had to spend however much money they need to spend to blur out Sonia's private parts and not a nip slip from Erica. Not a nip slip. Nothing. Her staring off and saying, I used to have a boat. I'm like, thank you. It was the <laughs> That's greatest. Tennessee Williams. Yes, Tennessee Williams. Yes. It was like when Sonia was talking about the Morgan papers. It's like, these are days of yes. yore. This is Blanche Dubois. You know, it was just like, i fascinated by it. I loved it, frankly. Yeah. That I like. What I don't like is when I have grown women like Sutton saying, anyone else have to TT? <laughs> like, I don't like... Ugh, like, uh, I don't know where I land. Sutton, it makes me ill. Ill. Sutton, be careful, because her stands are out there, ladies. Her stands are out there, and they, are, they will come for you with the full force. Um, I have made the mistake of speaking out against Sutton before, and I won't Uh-oh. do it again. On what forum? In, on Twitter, on, oh. on you know, uh, reactions to things. Other, I've said on other podcasts about Sutton, um, you know, they've come from Matt. Too the the the, the sluttons are they are really they came for Matt too wow yeah, they they love that woman and in in the spirit of a slutton I will say I was with Sutton when she said when they started playing expensive to be me and said I cannot celebrate this song I was I say, <laughs> it was incredi- in incredibly it was poor taste I think. incredibly poor taste and everyone else was like ah, 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 ah. even Erica's singing along to her own song can we also talk about <laughs> that was in awful. terms of <laughs> that was so terrible but um when Erica said when she was wasted, like about growing up in Georgia, that there's no textiles, just agriculture. <laughs> oh, my God. What textiles? <laughs> no textiles. She's with me. We're used to agriculture and no textiles. We're from the land. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I have a question for you guys because you Please. sort of alluded yes, to it earlier. Um, where are you at with Diana? Okay, well, you know, some some interesting things have happened this week with Diana. Did you right. read about this? I am fully aware, yes. Okay, you're fully caught up. So basically, I guess, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher this, I'm pulling it up right now. But Diana, like, kind of came back at this, at, at, at someone who runs like a Bravo site, right? I think it's a Bravo site. Philly Diva, who I guess someone was saying something, Philly Diva was saying something about how Diana looked so different when she was younger. Not saying something about it. She posted two photos. Like, Well, they all do. I mean, they've all had stuff done. Like, let's just be Fine. aware. So then Jenkins, she comes back hard and is like, I was, that, that's when I was 20 pounds skinnier and I was working, you know, on war crimes and blah, blah, blah. Then 
Philly Diva responds, holy shit, you had time today, but the fact is both picks are you. However, neither of them look alike. Welcome to the Bravo sphere. Then she urged Jenkins to keep that same energy with the rest of Instagram that thinks you have no storyline and should be fired. And then she said, which is, it, it's been deleted, but she said, and not just with the Black content creators. And then in a wild twist, Diana writes back, it can't feel good being a Black content creator. Which, of course, people like exploded and went nuts over. And then she issued, I'm sorry to be telling this whole story, but I, I think it's kind of needs it's to be. Yeah. yeah. And then she issued a, an apology in which she said, Crystal woke me up screaming at me, demanding to know what I meant by this comment. I assumed Black content creator was a title referring to a page that would be focused on snarky content. I copied the term because I thought that's what it meant. I didn't realize it was referencing to you as a Black woman and a content creator. Please understand I'm not from this country, philly.diva. So deeply sorry. I'm devastated that this was taken to mean something racially insensitive. I understand now why it was. Never my intention. I'm truly sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ. It just... Again, like, I struggle, like, there's so much promise with Diana, but it does feel like I I need her to engage a little bit more in what's happening. Like, the move is not to go swimming with the jellyfish when when you're not having fun. (laughs) The the move is to engage. And, And... I don't see enough of that happening with her. And, you know, we do see some, we, we get her infamous, if, if you need a villain line next week, it seems. But part of me wonders if they're putting that in the preview, I, I, part of me wonders if that's all we're really going to get from Diana. Yeah, like season. someone's like, are you the villain? And she's like, if you need a villain, it is me. You know, it could be said in like a jokey way. But that's the only thing we're seeing in the previews. And I worry that that's the top of the heap with yeah. her. Like, um, that's it. I'm enjoying her. Yeah, I mean, I I really love her gay husband. I love the chemistry he or has. Is that with, her son? With her or son. Is that her son? Yeah. Unclear. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's you know that's an interesting storyline um, <laughs> to explore. But I, I am again. I, I thought this episode felt especially long to me, and I can't remember a lot of what happened in it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. But that's what I'm talking about. Like when we're seeing an episode like this and then we have Girls Trip where there just seems to be, and again, it's not like that. I don't need them yelling. In fact, I do like when people are getting along. Like I liked when Sutton and Erica were sort of chit-chatting and all that stuff. That to me was the most interesting part of the episode, Erica getting drunk and then the chit-chatting. But I just need like... And Rinna and Jareed are staying like so silent. I'm just like, yeah. why is Rinna just always nodding and looking back and forth like thoughtfully? Yeah. It's all very I, strange. I think she's spooked. I think that she did not expect the reaction that she got last season. I think she's especially spooked with trying to triangulate her actions around Garcelle. I think that she knows that Garcelle is a bit of a fan fave. So she's trying, but is outside of, you know, Rinna's core alliances. And so Rinna doesn't know which way to move there. It's a gameplay issue with Rinna, I think. Okay, so that's her literally looking both sides of the table, you think, being like, what do I do? That makes perfect sense. Okay. Shall we move on to Atlanta? Mm, Please. Atlanta, I'm really liking. What about you, Joel? Loving. Loving Atlanta. It's... 
I will say, so my boyfriend is, um, he will only, it's Housewives is the only show that I'm allowed to watch on my own because he couldn't care less about the show. And I'm so sorry night, for your in, loss. I, I know. I, it's, trust me, I know. But in preparation for this, I had to force <laughs> him to watch Atlanta last night. Pepper. And he, and he was like, and he's seen bits and pieces of Potomac and Salt Lake and, uh, and Jersey. And he watched this one last night and he said to me, he was like, well, why is it, why haven't you shown me this one? These ladies are funny. He's like, yes. these women are funny and they're having fun. And I was like, Like yes. actually genuinely funny. Yeah. Genuinely funny. Like, I, I can't even remember who was pulling Drew's chair away from Sanya. Kenya, of course. But, <laughs> Kenya. But like little things in the midst of the fight like that, like just, they're all so funny. They are the funniest ones. A hundred percent. I'm loving Drew. I love Drew. I love Drew for the show. Yeah, for, her, for the show. It's, I think she's very definitely messy. important for the show. I think it's very transparent what Sanya is doing in a way that is like annoying. I, I don't necessarily root for either of them in this debate, mostly because I don't understand. I, I don't quite understand the root of their their disagreement, other than the fact that Drew sees Sanya like aligning herself with Kenya and Candy because she knows that those are the top of the heap of the show. And the, the thing about Sanya too is normally on these shows when they introduce a new housewife, they try at least a little bit to like pretend like she's a friend of someone in the cast. With <laughs> Sanya, it feels like the first time they've ever just introduced someone and been like, this is a new hire. This is the new hire. <laughs> you're going to train her. She's going to trail gonna you. Her. Yeah. <laughs> Mary the ketchup's in the back. Yeah, like she works at a Cold Stone Creamery and is learning how to scoop the ice cream. It, like, it is so, like, they just gave up. And I like Sanya. I do. I think she is giving a fun energy and she's doing what she needs to do. But I don't, I'm not as invested in their um, disagreement as I am in Kenya and, and Marlo. Well, those are titans. Titans of industry and business. And also, I feel like we're leaning a little too hard on our gold medals. Mm. It's a a Dr. Wendy problem. It's a Dr. Wendy problem. Yes. And Mommy Nation's feeling very not for lazy moms to me. I'm like, I can't make heads or tails. What is Mommy Nation? Yes, 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 yes. It's all of the same. Uh, It's all of the same sort of... I just, Kenya, I'm sorry. Kenya's saying broke bitches split checks. Everything she says (laughs) is just... So, uh-huh. <laughs> and Marlo saying of, of Kenya when Kenya, she thought Kenya's sick and why is Kenya in glam, which was like absurd. Marlo said, I hope she feels as good as she looks because that bitch is beat to the gods. <laughs> I, I, Marlo needs to let the makeup of it all go because I have been in a situation where I am fully dressed and ready to go out the door, feeling a little sick, called my doctor. He says, no, stay home until you get tested. Of course. That is, that is a, a yes. completely reasonable explanation yes. for why she was in glam. Although other than tested, I kind of appreciated we were all almost prete- pretending we were in a different world and like there was no COVID. Like it yeah. was very strange. There was another really funny moment. Oh, I was going to say about Sheree. I think that you were going to just bring up is like when she was talking about like, what do I enjoy when she was talking with her life coach? And she, who it seems that to me she wild. has not seen in four, like she hasn't seen since the last time he was on the show. For sure. She has not laid eyes on him. Yeah. 
And so, but when he was like, what do you enjoy? And she's like, I really enjoy She by Sheree. And in my mind, I'm going, we have not, like, how can you enjoy something that doesn't exist? Well, she had yoga mat. Your... She had she? yoga mat. That's what she said on last uh, on the episode. Not seen them. Not seen them. So upsetting to hear Kenya then join her in this beating this strange drum of like I, I have these products, but I can't get them to materialize. They're they seem more of like on a vision board of a brain. Like they can't get them to not even to market to manufacture. Yeah, it's like to Moscow. It's you know, yes, yeah, very. Very Chekhovian. For Sheree, I really, I, and for every woman, Dorinda and Sheree, I think top of my list, need to get out of the life coach game and get into somebody who follows the HIPAA guidelines. Okay, that's what I, that's... <laughs> you mean I need Teal someone Swan? Who knows, Teal Swan? Yeah, I, I, need, I need these women to be talking to someone who has a degree, you Thank know? You. And, and like, Not someone I, who it, will come to your home. Yeah. That's like a first, yeah. what was he saying? I was like, this is actually, I think, dangerous advice. <laughs> it was so wild. I couldn't even follow it. Now, why does Sheree, she doesn't even ever even bother to give the ultimate excuse that Tyrone gave her? At no point is she like, well, even some weak, weak thing that even she would yeah. wake, make up like his, his mom was sick and was, you know, he's very embarrassed. Like, we didn't even hear. She just was like, yeah, he called the next day. That's tough. It's tough. When Marlo said, I can, I saw you sitting there. People were sending pictures of me. It's on the internet. And then to laugh, I mean, this season is really, I this season is really kind of a return to form in like a huge way. It feels like to me, it's giving it's giving the comedy. But then with Sheree, we're getting some really dark and sad moments of real human drama. And then with Marlo, I mean, truly, my boyfriend was crying, and he he doesn't know Marlo. That last night was the first time he ever met Marlo. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't know Marlo like we do. No, yeah, he he's not close personal friends. That's right. Like we, yeah, like like you and Danielle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I think here's the other thing. Marlo was Marlo hates Candy because Candy never will extend herself to Marlo. Candy protects herself from Marlo. She's like, I'm not dealing with this woman. Like, I don't think like she's out to hurt me. She's I, she's not to be trusted. That's how I think anyway. And so Candy never extends herself. She never opens herself up to Marlo. So Marlo was gonna not gonna take anything from her. Marlo was gonna say yeah. that about anything. I will say that. I was enjoying the scene between Drew and Marlo with the cupcakes when Marlo said when they're inexplicably making cupcakes with ingredients Kenya dropped off or so, that Mar- Drew brought. Yeah. And Marlo said those cupcakes are gonna drop it like it's hot, like your twenty one day workout program. <laughs> Anytime Marlo can work in Drew's 21-day workout program, she will. Who do you think think is a worse offender? Who do you think is doing more harm in the world? Drop it like Drew or Teddy Mellencamp? Teddy Mellencamp. Teddy Mellencamp. Because Teddy is damaging women's bodies. Like, it's... What Teddy was doing, and I will say this because I read what she was asking women to do, was enforcing an eating disorder. Yeah. That's what she was doing. And Drew simply seems confusing. I feel like Drew's like, try to stick to this or don't. Yeah. And it's just like, at best, you're not going to find the website. Yeah. And I also think Drew doesn't know what's going on. Drew has slapped her name on something. She has no idea. <laughs> no idea. 
She is not involved. I was really dying to when they cut to Sheree and she was, when she was talking about chips, she was like, sea salt, thick cut <laughs> to die for. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, I love Sheree so much. And I'm so happy to have her back. Yeah. So I never want her to go when they get rid of her. I don't like Sheree personally, but I'm so glad to have her, if that makes her. sense. I love her. Important I for the love show. Sheree. Very important. I love her as a person. I love her. Now, before we go, Joel, because, you know, I took 20 minutes to read what was happening with Philly Diva and Diana Jenkins. <laughs> um, the time will never, none of us will get back. Um, Thoughts on Dubai? Can we touch on it? I, I'm behind on Dubai. Um, I'll be honest, and I will say I thought the first episode had a lot of promise. I was really excited by the first episode. I'm really excited by the sort of selling sunset sheen that they're filming them in. Like it, the mm-hmm. quality of the of the actual like um, picture seems to be very <laughs> like better for them. I don't know what they're using, what cameras they're using. You come to it as a filmmaker. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, they're, they're, it's, I'm, I'm having trouble sort of locking in who is who so far. Obviously, Caroline Stanberry um, and, and, of course, her gay husband. And then um, there is... And Chanel Ayan. Chanel Ayan. Here's the thing about Chanel Ayan, who <laughs> I do think is great. And I think she has a lot, the potential to be up there with some of the greats. But it does feel a little studied. Like it does yes, feel like she hollow. went to the housewife school of iconography, the housewife school of iconography, and is like sort of hitting all the beats that you would expect from someone in, in that role, in that archetype to hit. And it doesn't feel quite, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I believe it yet. I yeah. do like her. I think she gets in a lot of really good one-liners. I, I think she's highly quotable. And like on that show, there are seemingly a lot of duds so far. So it is. she is a bright spot on that show. Definitely MVP. But I'm not sure I'm convinced quite yet uh, with Chanel. She sort of reminds me of first season Jen Shaw. Where, yes. you know how, remember Jen Shaw first mm-hmm. season, like, came out of the gate with, like, I felt like housewives, like, points she was hitting? Although I felt a little more, like, spunk and energy from her. A, a, a little more something. I don't know what it what it is. Well, second season, Jen Shaw, yeah, has had, like, easy, like, you know, once you've gone to, been arrested, it feels like Jen Shaw became easy breezy Jen Shaw, and I really fell for her. But yes, I do think Sh- uh, Chanel Ayan has a better sense of humor sometimes than Jen Shaw yeah. had that first season. I'm having trouble hooking into it. A lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I might dip out and then dip back in closer to the reunion time and, and just sort of see how everything plays out. Um, because the thing is, is now with Ultimate Girls Trip, my, I, I just have too much. Our plate is too full. Much. I agree. It is. Our dance card is full. And I'm only allowed to watch Housewives when my boyfriend is preparing his body for sex in the bathroom. Um, and so that is what I'm, that is the time I'm allowed to watch He's the show. He's preparing so, his body a lot because you really have yeah. a lot under your belt. Should I be preparing exactly. my body for sex? <laughs> <laughs> Just um, stop. So that's uh, all right. I, I, I just don't know if I have the real estate. I don't know if I have the real estate for it. Right I, I don't think I do either. And we are paid to recap these shows. So I think, unfortunately, that's all, you we'll know, make something speaking here about Dubai. Yeah. But I will say, everybody, get your eyes yeah. on Ultimate Girls Trip. And get too. your yeah. eyes on Fire Island. 
Get your yeah. bodies to fire. Yeah, Island you'll be titillated. That's a that's Ugh. a given. I was also very turned on during Fire Island. Very turned on. The gentleman so. that played your love interest, oh, Conrad Ricamora, a star, Ugh. a star, a star. And why aren't more people named Conrad? A, a good question. I, I think it's a it, it's an indictment of Hollywood that he, this is the first time he's playing a male romantic lead. You're absolutely right. Deep dived on him, of course, because isn't he Seymour in... Um... He just closed, yeah, or he just ended his run as Seymour off-Broadway in Little Shop of Horrors, um, and he was wonderful in that as well. Oh, I didn't know that. He's the sexiest, a present company excluded. Uh, I was, I'm blown away by him. Yeah, he was, he's absolutely wonderful. Very easy to fall in love with him every day. It's not, you know, I don't know. I'm like, it's not every day you're like, I'm genuinely like titillated who I'm watching on screen right now. Like I I was so taken with him. And you, of course, and everyone, but I I connected with him quite deeply. Also, Matt Rogers is such a Lydia. It's the perfect, I mean, such a Lydia, right? Like just the perfect part, needing the perfect person to play the, you know, your version of Lydia from... Pride and Prejudice, but like, wow. I mean, obviously I wrote the the two main parts for me and Bowen, but I also always, always, always had Matt in the back of my head while writing that character because it was, <sighs> it's so him. It, I mean, he is, yeah, everyone's a star. Everyone's I a star. I love your friendship. Everyone's a star. There's not a... Yeah, you and Bowen are just, those scenes between you and Bowen. I feel like even the background are stars. Like anyone who walks by camera, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm attracted to you. Um, <laughs> truly. <laughs> Uh, Joel Kim Booster, you're. I, I'm so sorry. I wasted so much of our time on Diana Jenkins. No, I'm sorry. I feel like I come on and I monologue in a way where it's like the people come to hear you, and I. Um, Joel, they want to hear you. What I've been thinking this whole time is, is Casey, try to be more like Rena and Jareet and just be silent for a second because you've got <laughs> wisdom to to lay on us, and we need to listen to it. And you know what I thought about my own self? I was like, I'm doing really well. I think I'm, I'm hitting all the marks. Hitting every beat. <laughs> doing just great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Joel Kimbucha, thank you for coming back. So fun to have thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that we had you, my childhood friend, yeah. on the show. Oh, so it's been important to have you too back. Long. Yeah. It really has. We adore you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you, Casey. Thank, thank you, you, Danielle. Joel. 